Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 3, as the New York Rangers come off of a big win against the Anaheim Ducks at home. Uh, You know, they bounce back after a tough loss against the Winnipeg Jets. If you excuse me, I have a Jolly Rancher in my mouth that I should not have put in before we started this podcast. But as always, I have to ask Andy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm glad to have you back. Not as fun breaking down the Minnesota Wild and Jets game without you, but uh, you're just in time for a nice little Rangers bounce back. Well, at least maybe offensively, um, some uh, still some defensive deficiencies they might have to clean up, but for the most part, they look just as good as they have, at least uh, in terms of five on fly, five offense and play uh, that they have for the first few games of the year. So the longer the the uh, sample size gets for this team, the more uh the more hope i have for uh the postseason yeah and you know you got to look at this team and take one game at a time like we said we were going to at the beginning of the season and just see you know are they putting the pieces together are are they able to string together 60 minute games um of course throughout the season there's going to be lapses and there's going to be games where you just don't have it um you know going back to the last game against the winnipeg jets i mean that was just a perfect storm going against the Rangers. You had a team on their opening night. They were going to be pumped up. The Rangers were coming off of a big emotional win against the Minnesota Wild, and they had to travel. So, you know, I could see the Rangers being a little fatigued, just a mentally, um, a, a game where you just mentally kind of break down a little bit quicker than maybe, you know, normal. But they hung in there for a couple periods and just, you know, eventually fell to. Um, you know, the Winnipeg Jets, who, you know, have some good talent on that team and certainly can take advantage of a team that maybe doesn't have uh, you know, energy levels at 100%. So, uh, and then going into this game, I wanted to see the Rangers come out with a lot of energy, bounce back, and, you know, trying to get things on track. And, you know, I thought they did a decent job. Uh, the Ducks have some talent, you know. I, I know they're not a full team defensively. I think they're a little weak. But, you know, they still have guys that can you know kill you and uh burn you as you saw you know a couple of the goals with especially that zegris goal where you know he was just coming down and there's just no shot of catching him at all um 
So, yeah, again, a couple lapses defensively. Offensively, I think we looked very, very good. Uh, I really kind of like our lines from top to bottom right now. And, you know, I have, you know, a lot of positive things to say. Uh, you know, Andy, what would you think of the overall game against the Ducks? I mean, yeah, it was it was interesting because, again, I don't think it was Igor's sharpest game. And a lot of that might have to do with the fact that he's just not seeing the puck as much as he's used to. <laughs> he's used to getting a proper warm up uh, and then some with this team in front of him. But when they're carrying play in the other end all the time, it's like every it seemed like every chance was like a rush. Either a, everything he had to face was never you didn't really get to feel the puck. It was either a break, you know, no action and then a breakaway or no action. And then a quick, like a cross crease one timer. So, you know what I mean? It's not like he was just getting peppered with shots from the point where he's getting to the flow of the game and feeling it out. So, um, but I mean, you can maybe, and I, that's the thing I've seen some Ranger fans, you know, who are even more, uh, uh, doom scrolly than us who are like, <laughs> Oh no, is something wrong with Igor? Here's the thing. If Igor's not playing great and the Rangers are winning anyway, what do you think that says about this team when he does fall in a groove? You know what I mean? That's what you want. I think that's what Ranger fans have wanted forever. They have we've always been asking. We don't want our the the success of the, this team to be on their goaltender always or being superhuman. I like the fact it's it's I, this is going to sound messed up. I like the fact that Igor was like, "Yeah, he wasn't so good, but they still won anyway." You know what I mean? That's got to be a good, that's a good feel. I don't know what to, how to describe how that feels because I've never felt it before. Um, in terms of their overall play, yeah. I mean, I thought offensively they were playing with pace. I think what we saw in the games against Tampa and Minnesota and some, you know, in brief flashes against Winnipeg, although, like we said, three games and four nights they were and a huge road trip. They were just kind of burnt out. But um, yeah, they played with pace. They moved the puck quick. I think honestly, I think the goal not so. I wasn't so mad about uh, so much upset about the goals in the first and second against, or uh, but more so. I thought that the two goals in the third were just more a little bit carelessness and kind of playing with your food, if that makes any sense. Just uh, not really respecting the threat of a counterattack, and they kind of got burned for it. You know what I mean? But and some little some boneheaded plays, but they're trying to play with pace, which I think is what they need to do, and. It's shown so far that they can totally overwhelm teams with their pace as long as they're trying to get the puck out quick and get it up quick. And I think overall, it causes teams to back off of them a bit and try not to smother them so much because they know they have to be ready and be defensively if the Rangers are playing at that pace. You know, whereas last year it seemed like the Rangers weren't the fastest team. So definitely i think the the heavier the quicker forechecking teams really brought it to them so i think that's going to be less the case this year because teams are going to they might only send one guy instead of sending like two forwards and you know what i mean where they're like we got to be in a defensive posture because if they get by us somehow they're coming with numbers really quick yeah and you know i i think for the new york rangers it's going to come down to just consistency and can they can they maintain that that high intensity forecheck and just you know it, you know, even, you know, they showed clips last night of just them covering for each other and just having waves of, uh, you know, layers of defense uh, ready to go. So when, you know, that first player steps up, even if they get beat, there's another guy right there and it's just too overwhelming for their opponent. You know, it, hopefully we are in good enough shape to keep that intensity up. And that's exactly what you're going to need in, in the playoffs because everyone knows that the 
you know, the, the stakes are a little bit higher and everyone's game just gets brought up to another level. So um, the fact that we see this early in, in the first four games, the Rangers, three out of the four nights, really play with a high intensity, especially on the offensive side of the puck, uh, you know, says a lot about where this team is. And I think that really goes to show you our depth right now, uh, you know, lines one through four, even our fourth line was able, you know, again, it's not like they put the puck in the net, but, you know, they were able to, you know, generate scoring opportunities and just smother their, their opponent and just be physical and keep the puck below the dots and just, you know, kind of go to work. And, you know, I, I thought there was so many times where the New York Rangers were just in their zone and you just see that they won every single loose puck because they're, they just know that no matter where the puck is going, there's always going to be support and there's always going to be a guy there. So. I think right now they're playing in a system that's suiting them well and right they have the they have the talent right now. They just they have the guys that are clicking and it's clearly being led by Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad and you know you know really Adam Fox too. You just see you know the the confidence level that these guys have that they know that they're going to be able to dominate no matter who they're playing and you know I just can't say enough good things about the superstars right now on this team because they're playing like superstars. Yeah. I mean, where to start? I mean, Panarin currently leads the league and listen, let's, it's four, it's four games and some teams have only played three games, but uh, Panarin's already got 10 points. He's the fastest player in New York Rangers history to record 10 points in their first four <laughs> season games. You know what I mean? So, uh, and in terms of just active players right now, I think I saw only, you know, he's tied with a bunch of other guys. I think only McDavid has had 11 points uh, in his first four games of the year last year. But, you know, he's the best player alive. So, And Artemi Pernier could have a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> he's I mean, had, what, three breakaways that he's missed so far? Yeah. And also, you think about early, even those early games, some of the passes he was making to Vinny Trocek, who just wasn't ready for him because he wasn't so used to playing with Panarin. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, he could easily have more. And he just... Every, you know, we spoke about it prior to the season, his comments about, I need to be everywhere and I need to get back to the player I was in Columbus. And it, it shows because, I mean, last year it seemed like he was kind of just stapled to that left board, just w w work his way down the side, pull up, find the trailer, and then kind of stick and move. Now he's bringing the puck to the middle of the ice. He's dancing in traffic more and he's attacking more. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to play keep away, it was like I felt he was doing last year. And he's shooting the puck, obviously. So, uh, I mean, he everything he said, he's he's carrying out his word at least so far. So, lo and behold, he's you know he's still the bread man, and he is leading the National Hockey League in points right now. Yeah, and, and oh my God, that the goal where he just pulls up and he pulls like a wrist snapper. Just, I mean, it was clean. It was the most perfect shot. I've ever seen He's that a hell of a shot. Yeah. Unbelievable. Super accurate. And, yeah. and just having the skill to double clutch like that and just kind of fake a pass to your winger. So it kind of forces the demon just to not be able to collapse on you and not even to collapse into the slot and just leave it clear sighted and then just kind of do just, yeah, just kind of underhandle the puck a little bit to get the goalie to, to guess on the release and just a perfect shot, you know? So and that's, and, I think that's what playing with pace and then playing against Panera shift after shift does to you. Cause you know, you cannot, you almost can't bite cause he's going to get it, the puck around you to his line mates and then your team's screwed. So you almost have to give him that runway 
So if he can do that, I mean, he's yeah, he's going to have a monster year. Yeah. And, you know, I just what do you think his play so far with Trocek? Because I just feel like that line has a completely different vibe. And I, I know they're playing with Lafreniere now, and it's, it's a little bit different than what we saw with Stroman Cop to end the season last year. But I just feel like he can have a lot more confidence in those two guys rather than Stroman Cop because, you know, Lafreniere is ready to make plays. You know, Trocek's everywhere right now. And, you know, Panarin is just obviously one of the best players in the NHL. So it's just the, that line, it just seems to be clicking. And, and I know they get a little lazy on defense. At yeah. t- well, they did. That's yesterday. the one thing I'd say. I think that line has been on for a couple of goals against. That's the one thing though. And I think they'll figure it out. I think Vinny Trocek is a, is a good enough defensive player to at least, and even Lafreniere, he, he, after a lot, he got take, he got benched for, I believe like his last shift with that line after allowing the late goal in the third, just kind of being a little lackadaisical on the back check, not tying up his man. So I think after that, he'll definitely be a little bit more because it's great. And I feel, but I also feel like this team as a whole anyway, is that they're kind of, they're, I think with the new look offense, they're, they're a little high on their supply. So they're pushing, pushing, pushing. I think they'll figure out the, the balance of like, yeah, we can push, but there's also needs to be a, some responsibility there. And you saw the the few turnovers against where it was like they're pushing for something. And then, you know, someone whiffs on a one timer and they, they spill. And now the team, the other team's going, the ducks are going the other way. And now, you know, your, your center who's supposed to come back and try to help you is like literally trying to pick himself up next to the side of the crease. You know what I mean? So I think they'll get, that'll just come with the, the in-season adjustment, but no, that that light that line is looking absolutely lethal, though. And just you know, Lafreniere is fit like a glove. And even even when Kraft's off is healthy, I cannot see him getting put. I don't know how you go back to, to any other way with how they're scoring right now. You know? Yeah, and and the thing is though, like for every goal that they're they're on, they're usually good for two now. So yeah, well, like, that's the thing. Yeah, and all right, yeah, and the power it, and the power play too. It's I mean, you can't yeah, lose. the power play has been absolutely tremendous. I mean, just scoring chances after scoring chances and uh you know they're going to be able to put up a lot of points on the power play uh the the top line uh Mika's obviously driving that line Kako's game has definitely taken a turn for the better exploded yeah yeah it's just you again it's like watching a different player it's just his his confidence out there his willingness to shoot the puck uh he's making plays you know I, I think he looks a lot stronger in the corners and, you know, I think having the confidence of knowing you have, you know, one of the, the better centers in the league next to you. And then even a guy like Kreider, um, you know, say what you want. His game hasn't been too overwhelming, but I, I think probably on the bench every time they get off the ice, you know, if you have Kreider telling you, you know, who's obviously seen as probably the captain of the forwards, you know, you're doing a good job. Keep going. Keep pushing. I think having those two on his line almost calms him down a little bit because. He is playing uh, tremendous hockey right now. And, you know, do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I think him and Lafreniere, you just see the the growth. You know what I mean? And, and if you had asked me who is ahead in terms of their effectiveness and skill level, I said it last year it was definitely Lafreniere. I cannot, I don't know if that's the, yeah, as good as Lafreniere has been with Panarin right now, just the way Kako is literally taking on other teams' top lines and just just holding the puck. Some of the goals he scored so far just bring the power to the net, holding holding possession, keeping pucks in, stealing pucks, just 
turning play the other way is just in terms of just his possession effect on that line alone is I think from a as obviously the you know Panarin is stirring the drink on the other line but I think honestly it looks like right now even though obviously Mika is the the beneficiary of between the power play and just some of the actions so far, the, the the more goals. I do think Kako's stirring the drink on that first line. He's got the puck and it's the blade the most of those two. They're circling it. But I, I think that also helps those two because then Kreider can do what he wants to do and go to the net and, you know, yeah. he can get ready for tips. But and but Kako is bringing the puck to the net and it just and you see Mika's literally standing by the side of the goal mouth ready to swat at pucks as they as they if they, you know, they squeak out. And that's like which is funny because you know that Panarin's making these uh these beautiful seam passes to to um you know Lafreniere but that first line is just kind of almost like grinding it a little bit more you know what i mean it's just Kako just ragging the puck cycling on the wall and just literally trying to get open and just yeah it's just an it feels like an onslaught it just wears the top the most effective players on the team down if they're out there against the top line so yeah he looks uh to steal a, a a phrase from a, a co-worker of ours. Tremendous. <laughs> Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That top line, too, they, uh, you know, to go agree with you, I'm like stuttering right now, but to agree with you, yeah, they're, they're grinding. And if you notice, like, every time you, that line is out there, the puck is always squirting back to our defensemen because the other team is just collapsing because there's nothing else to do. You're not, you're not going to get the puck on a three V three in the corner with their two defensemen and, you know, maybe a center down low against, you know, Kako, Zabenajad and Kreider. They're just too strong, too fast, and they just will eat you alive one V one. And, you know, so which calls for a little bit of help from the wingers. Now the wingers collapse and we just squirt the puck right back up to our defense who, you know, I'll be honest, they just been tremendous on offensively. Like they, they have been getting seams. They've been shooting the puck hard and low. You know, even even Jones, I know, you know, he, he's still learning his game, but there was a couple plays last night where, you know, he got himself open for a seam and was able to get a nice, like, hard shot on goal. And, you know, that is, you look around the league, that just not, not very often does that happen from your third pairing, you know? And then Fox is just, you know, he's picking up right where he left off. And, you know, you just see what a healthy Fox kind of looks like and it. It's it's scary how good this guy could be and how patient he is and how he just can outweigh you and just make you look like an idiot. Uh, you know, and it's just it's, it's pretty cool to have him, you know, playing at the level that he's at with everybody else. And you know, like I said, you know, 
between Panarin, Zibanejad, and, and Fox kind of being the leaders and the guys that need to put up points and need to make plays and need, you know, get this team jolted. And especially on the offensive side of the puck, you know, they're doing so. And uh, it's fun hockey to watch. And like you said, I know they'll, they'll clean up the, their defense. You know, they did it against Tampa Bay. So I know they're capable of doing it. And, you know, let's not, let's not forget, you know, the Ducks are an NHL team too. They have some talent. They're a little bit younger, but, you know, and, and they got blown out by the Islanders a couple nights ago. And, you know, they were hungry to get, you know, back on the ice and take some revenge. And, you know, I, I thought the Rangers did a pretty good job of, of weathering every storm that they, they kind of threw at them. So, um, uh, you know, Fox, obviously, Andy, is, you know, off to a tremendous start. And he is just unbelievable, especially on the offensive side of the puck. And I don't want to call it right now, but I, I could see right now with the way this team is built right now, Fox being certainly up for, you know, another Norris trophy this year because he's going to get a lot of opportunities, especially if he's out there with the top two lines. Yeah, and especially if Truba and Keandre are going to kind of emerge as more of the uh, the shutdown pairing, you know what I mean? So that'll just kind of maybe free more offensive zone time and starts up for Adam Fox and Lindgren. Although, right as of right now, he's going to have to cr- pry it from uh, Shane Gostas Bears, uh, cold dead hands, who I think currently leads. Yeah, you know, again, uh, tied with Fox. Yeah. What's up? He's tied with Fox with point. Oh, really? I thought Bo- I thought both just, got like, five. Okay. Okay. So like I said, uh, somehow I don't see Arizona um, miraculously beating uh, some other teams the way they beat the Leafs last night. But, um, but no, yeah, to your point, I mean, listen, I'll give credit to the ghost South Ken alum, just like me. That's true. That's probably why, you know, (laughs) he, he did look, and he did look good in that game from what I saw. So, Um, but uh, yeah, I just think for, for Adam Fox, again, I, just not having to carry as much of the weight as he has in the past and log as much minutes. It'll just keep him fresher and, you know, keep Lindgren fresher. So Lindgren's not bleeding all over the ice all the time. And <laughs> yeah. And I think it's even, you even see they're playing for better, or for worse, they're paying, playing the third pairing more and you see the good and the bad, obviously with Jones and Schneider. And, but that's to be expected because of how young they are and they're not at the talent level of obviously the four defensemen above them, but, Hey, hell, even Miller still is making mistakes now and then. He's still a young player. And players make mistakes anyway, but he's still a young player. But I just think it. In Turk is trying to roll his lines faster and more consistent. And that just keeps everyone fresher, keeps, especially if they're going to play at this tempo. You're, you can't just, you know, it can't be a slog and, and long changes. and You know what I mean? So just keep it rolling and keep your shifts effective, but, but on the shorter side. And yeah. You know, so good things seem to be happening because of that. Yeah. I, listen, I'm just looking at the stats right now. Jones played 18 minutes last night. And, you know, that's not that's only including 31 seconds of power play time. And, you know, Fox, I know he led the team in, in, in playing time with, you know, 23 and a half minutes. But he had almost six minutes worth of power play time and another 40 seconds worth of shorthanded time. So, you know, if you look, you know. Clearly, there's some trust there with uh, with Zach Jones being able to play that many minutes, especially on five on five. So, you know, I, I think that's a lot. That's a good sign, especially, you know, playing a team like the Ducks, where you should 
you know, although they have some talent and th- threat, you know, you should be able to trust that third pairing a little bit more. And, and hopefully that's a good sign that they're getting Jones and, and well, Schneider only played 14 and a half minutes, but that's still not horrible. But, you know, getting those guys out there and getting their reps in and just feeling comfortable out there and hopefully they find their game. So I, I thought Schneider played fine. I thought both of those guys played fine. I, I honestly, the collapses that we had seemed to be more of the forwards be, being lazy getting back and not picking up some some of the guys. So, um, yeah, overall, I'm more happy with the defensive play from the defenseman than I am from the forwards. No, that's I, I would absolutely agree with that. And, yeah, I think, again, one of we've spoken about this before. I feel Gerard Gallant's biggest strengths is just kind of feeling out the team in the moment and just – you know, if someone's going, he's giving them more ice time. You know what I mean? Or he's putting, he's just making that little adjustment. He's like, you know what? It, it's, we just scored a goal. Uh, so, so I'm going to put the kids out where, you know, we, we, we just had a power play where we didn't score. Well, I'm just going to put the kid line out there. So we have that possession on that next shift. So it's not like they, the other team starts building momentum off of like, Hey, we killed that off. So let's, let's get to work here. You know what I mean? So. And I think those are the underrated part of, of his uh, coaching style that really does. I mean, it's hard to quantify or prove, I guess, but it does seem to have a, a confidence effect on this team. And Well, it worked. I mean, you yeah. saw the Rangers able to capitalize right after the power play with the Lafreniere goal. Yeah. And, and I, it's also, I just think it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I think if uh, in the past, especially as Ranger fans, I think we bemoaned players not getting minutes or opportunity or this or that. And I mean, even we were upset with Jones getting sat for the Jets game, but you know, he, it was only one game. He got it and he got his chance to go back in and, you know, maybe he'll chalk it up and say, Oh, he's a young player. I want him to watch in the press box or just think about it. Or I don't know, look, look at the guy. (laughs) Maybe it was just to say, this is Libor Hayek. This is the guy who's trying to take your job. Are you going to get, let this guy take your job? Really? Is this guy about to take, you know, so who knows what the reason was, but um, yeah, he, he draws back in and I think he has a a good game. You know, he's, he's still learning to stretch the, the upper limits of his skill set and his tool set. And you're seeing it here and there, but I can see, you could definitely see Jones as being, for what the skill he has is is playing it maybe a little bit more conservatively, which I understand because you're he's not trying he's trying to attend to all of his duties to the defenseman. He just the confidence isn't, isn't totally there yet. But uh, yeah, it was a much I thought a much better game from him at least. So um, yeah, I just uh, every uh, it's I really again when you look at this entire team, I, I mean uh, maybe other than Reeves, I don't really know if anyone and maybe Barkley Goodrow I think is, hasn't been that amazing but you know i don't think anyone's really disappointed no it like i said from top to bottom we were fine it's it's and and defensively i i don't think the third and fourth line really hurt us at all it was honestly it was from the top two lines being a little lazy and uh yeah and that they'll figure it out it's not i'm not too concerned about that you know look at me being uh uh mr confidence here um i will say Though one of the easiest bets of the night was throwing five bucks on Strom and five bucks on Petrano to score. You knew one of them was going to get a goal, and I obviously cashed in pretty early with the Frankie Petrano goal, which covered the bets and a little sum. So, um, yeah, a little humble brag about uh, um, my bets. And I know a few of my buddies took the same bets, and and we all cashed in. So it's just typical Rangers. You know, the the ex-players are going to always kill you. So. 
Uh, yeah. And then, you know, Andy, I, I kind of want to ask you, you know, looking around the rest of the league, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, Pittsburgh fell to Montreal last night. Uh, you know, Montreal was able to come back and win in overtime. You know, Toronto loses to Arizona 4-2 at home. Um, you know, you know, obviously, you know, Carolina looks looks pretty good. Um, you know, is there anybody that surprised? Sorry, my wife's calling me, but I'm sorry. Um, um, anyone yeah, who surprised me? Yeah, hmm. surprising you or, or, you know, either direction. Yeah, positive you know, or negative. Yeah, I mean, Detroit really looks like they've, even though they lost in overtime, they look like they've obviously turned a corner a little bit. Whether or not that's good enough for ultimately for the playoffs remains to be seen. But, uh, Buff, I mean, Buffalo looks good too. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say. I mean, obviously, what the one thing we do know is if and if last night was any indication is that any team in the National Hockey League can lose to any other team on any given night. You know what I mean? The uh, I believe the Abs, I believe, lost you know lost to the Devils last year. They lost to um some other bottom feeders last year. You know, it's just it's it happens, but it's just kind of more about overall trends. But I mean, there, like I said, I talked about in the um, the the last podcast um, was that you know early returns on some of these teams that I mean, you know Washington finally got a win, but it didn't look all that convincing to me. I still think they they look old and slow. <laughs> I don't know, you know, I, I I'm gonna they're gonna have a hard time. And now it seems I think uh, Kuznetsov like swung a stick. Um, at the head of, I forget who it was, um, but he's going to have a hearing. So that looks like he's going to miss a few games, but um, yeah, they, they look closer to the end, but Pittsburgh, despite losing that game, I thought still looks, you know, they look pretty good, you know? So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the more things change, I guess the more things stay the same, but cause there are some teams that like, you know, I, I thought Ottawa was, was just going to take off and it hasn't really happened yet, but torts is Philly, uh, at a respectable what they they were they're two and one in three games right yeah yeah and it, i know they got out chanced in those games but at the same time it looks the effort level's clearly there they're you know they, they're not giving up without a fight which is i think what the whole his whole reason for bringing him in was um and uh yeah i mean other than that uh, yeah not i guess not too many surprises again it's still early but um yeah i just think that you're it's always the most interesting to see which teams you know maybe finally look look like they're falling to earth and what teams look like they're they finally kind of got over the hump uh we'll see if the devils uh can get their first one of the season tonight we're recording this on tuesday the day after after the game so by thursday when this podcast drops you will know what happened but uh do, do their goaltending and team defense woes continue you know it's the ducks so they're who are after a back, you know, tough loss on a back to back to the New York Rangers on a road trip. So I think the devils who are hungry for a win should be able to, you know, but who knows, maybe the ducks are desperate and they do have enough offensive firepower that can, they can capitalize on, um, you know, the goaltending thus far of the New Jersey devils. So we'll see, but yeah, uh, take the over in that game. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's smart, <laughs> smart, uh, smart wisdom. Uh, yeah, no, I think, you know, for me, obviously Dallas starting three, and know, I kind of, just felt like Dallas was going to fall off a little bit, uh, but you know they got got off to a hot start, and again, it's going to be up to them to see how far some of their star players can, can go. Pun intended, uh, you know. And then uh, yeah, it just you know, I, you know, Tampa Bay. Obviously, it's only been three games, but 
the start that they had and some of the losses that they've taken, you know, obviously to the Rangers and to the Penguins, um, I just felt like they weren't even in those games. So uh, that's a shock. I thought they'd be a little bit more competitive against some of the better teams, but uh, you know, I'm sure they'll figure it out. They got some, you know, veterans and Cooper, obviously a great coach. So, um, but other than that, you no, know, you know, I look around the league and it's just like, yeah, I mean, the top teams are the top teams and the Rangers seem to be a part of them and they're playing like it. So I, yeah. I'm very pleased with where we are comparatively to, yeah. um, you know, the rest of the league. Yeah. I do want to, say i'm also a little surprised vancouver is you know has blown <laughs> maybe not so much surprised but you know it's tough blowing literally in their every game they've had so far they've had a lead a multi-goal lead and they've blown it in every single game to lose so i believe they had a shut door me i think uh and jt miller was on on the ice for like uh like nine goals in like two games or something crazy like yeah you know uh, what i mean shout out to all the people that think he's uh, you know, an eight million dollar center. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe that. You know, I think he's he's got talent, but I just think you see the way he plays. It's just, uh, you know, it's a very uh, tunnel vision style of hockey that I think he needs to work on, and hopefully, he takes it to heart because you know, um, yeah, I don't <laughs> know, but because if he he wanted to commit to that team, when I get it, because it's where he kind of had his breakout and he had a chance to maybe go somewhere, but clearly his heart was in Vancouver, so. But yeah, I mean, you know, so I, I mean, I do want to ask you, James, between uh, the Maple Leafs, uh, Lindy, you know, so Sheldon Keefe in Toronto, Lindy Ruff in New Jersey uh, and Bruce Boudreaux in Vancouver, who, which coach seat do you think is the hottest right now? Well, I will say this from the words of Gibby there, they booed. Lindy Ruff. Right they were chanting the fire Lindy. At the yeah, I, I think he's probably the first to go only because first, uh, which means they'll win tonight. And yeah, of course, they'll win tonight. I, for me, New Jersey should be better than what they are. Oh, absolutely. What, the, what they've been. I mean, listen, I understand, you, you know, you know, Nico starting the, the season off on the IR. That's tough for them, um, even if he's out there playing and it's just there might be rushing him back. You know, that sucks losing, you know, you're one of your top two centers. Uh, it's just, you know, I look at that roster. and I just feel like this shouldn't be a roster where they're getting like blown out. Just not even you just feel like it's not even close or, you know, you just have that doom and gloom feeling where they're just, you know, even if they have a lead, you know, you know, like the, the game against Detroit, just Detroit just kept on, you know, coming and eventually got the W. So I, I don't know. I, I think probably Lindy Ruff has the worst right now. Um, it's tough for me to say. I, I, Vancouver. See, the thing is, Vancouver, I had no expectations for. But I feel like throughout the league, they, there were expectations that this team should be a, like a wild card spot and competing for a playoff spot. So I could see Boudreaux getting fired uh, pretty soon if, you know, they I mean, they're 0-3 right now. You know, if they start the season off at like 2-12 and or, you know, even like three and 10, I could see them, you know, starting to, to maybe look for a coaching change because I don't think they're going to want to go too far into the season without that, you know, that, you know, try to get that jolt of a new coach and a new system and re-energize the boys. I don't, I don't think that I want to wait too long because you might be on the outside just, looking in. I hate, you know, and you hate to be poo poo Vancouver fans, but that, that team is not good enough to win anything. Like they should be bad. <laughs> you should want to be bad. Try to get Connor Bedard or Matt Vamichkov or Adam Fantilli. Like you, you want that. 
because right now, yeah, they have some talented forwards, but there seems to be questions about all of them, right? They're like, you know, if Bo Horvat's their captain and there's questions about, you know, are they going to just trade him away eventually? You know, I mean, is J- like, is he really their captain or is JT Miller kind of the de facto leader? But he's clearly a very, for all of his talent, is a polarizing player and can his uh, style of hockey can really end up hurting you almost more than it helps you sometimes. And then there's always been questions about, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, um, Elias Pedersen and for all the skill he has, uh, it hasn't come together as consistently. And then you have guys like Besser, who's a sniper, but has had injury problems. And, you know, obviously I think Quinn Hughes is a, is a good solid piece and one that you could definitely factor in, but just the rest of them, I mean, there's asterisks next to all those guys currently, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, they should want to be bad, but you know, I know they've been bad for so long that that's just doesn't seem like an option at this point. So yeah, it's a, it's tough sledding for Vancouver. Yeah. And, and we'll see how the season goes. You never know. I mean, you know, you look at last year and just, uh, you know, uh, Vegas and the struggles that they had early on. And, and, you know, over the first three games, they seem to, you know, not miss a beat, even though they don't even have a real starting goalie. So things can change pretty quickly in season to season. So, uh, and new coaches can come in and energize the boys and, and it, it just be completely different, you know, different outlook on the season. And, you know, you saw what happened with Montreal. I think Montreal looked 10 times better after they brought St. Louis. And so, we all know the power of changing the head coach. And, you know, I think realistically, New Jersey definitely is in need of a change. I mean, I before, you know, before the Devils even, you know, had a game under their belt under Lindy Ruff, I knew that that was going to be a failure. I mean, that he was over in New York. He wasn't great here. And, you know, he was supposed to be some defensive head coach and just didn't even see any real system. There wasn't anything of, you know, worth that he was bringing to the Rangers organization. And, and I didn't think anything was going to be different when he went over, you know, the, the Hudson river there. So, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, you know, you look at kind of around the league, you know, there, there are, you know, there, it's going to be hard, man. There's going to be teams that probably should be a playoff team that are going to be left out because the, the parody in this league is, is, you know, it, it's it's hard, man. There's a lot of good teams. And, you know, Carolina, Rangers, Pittsburgh, you'd think that those three teams would be locked up to win the Metro. And then, you know, you look at the Atlantic with, you know, you have Boston, you have Florida, you have Tampa Bay, you have Toronto, you know, and like there's going to be the teams that are competing for this wild card spot. You know, it's not going to be easy. And there's going to be teams that, you know, just fail on because of the sake of, you know, the talent just around the league, you know, so. Uh, and, and not to cut you off, but to, to expand upon on your point, I think that's why beating teams like the Ducks and who what the Rangers have, Columbus next. No, they have the Sharks next. Oh, the Sharks. Even worse. <laughs> yeah. That that is needs to be a layup. To, I know. A, a, I know anyone can beat anyone, but that should be yeah. a layup. And that's why you have five alarm fire bells going off for the tr- fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs after dropping a game at home to the Coyotes. Like you can't. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that, you know, you because you're going to have enough tough 50 uh, 50 matchups throughout the course of the regular season as is. You have to pick up points where you can get them. So, you know, and it's not even just about it's not like and it, more importantly, it's like it's not even just about, 
you know, beating Arizona because you, you're afraid we might not make the playoffs. A team like Toronto should be in the playoffs. Like, it, there should be no doubt about that. It's the seeding, you know? You don't want to be a wild card spot, you know, or, you know, you, you don't want to be that third seed where, you know, you don't get home ice advantage, you know? You, you should be fighting for a top two spot in that division. You know, that should, that should be Toronto's goal. And, you know, that should be the Rangers' goal. Obviously, they're gonna, we're going to have our hands full with the Carolina Hurricanes, who, you know, are off to a really hot start. So, um, yeah, it's going to, it's, listen, it's going to be tough for every single team. That's why, you know, like we said, one week at a, at a time, one game at a time, just get through it, get two points. And, you know, our guys are going to have to play, you know, they're going to have to bring it because we have the target on our back this year as being a, a final four team and a top two team in the East. So a team like the San Jose Sharks, who are going to be probably in that lotto for the first overall pick this, uh, this coming draft, you know, this should be a layup, two points, no excuses here. So, um, you got anything else, Andy? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I think, uh, you know, after the so many games in quick succession, it seems like the Rangers gate next few games are spread out here. So that'll be good because, right, they have a game on Thursday against the Sharks, and then they don't play again until Sunday. Is that correct? Am I correct in that? You, you are correct. All right, great. So, yeah, I mean, plenty of rest now to make sure and, and time to just maybe whatever at practice, just maybe uh, freshen up on some of the uh def- you know defensive details of uh making sure you're supporting your players on the counterattack and and not getting over committing or just being a little bit more spatially aware of what's going on on the ice but uh yeah i mean like i said early early signs for the new york rangers look good uh, early signs for the superstars are great and the kids are phenomenal so uh could this be the year that both capo caco and alexi lafreniere break out at the same time because if they do i mean you're kind of seeing what what that means for this team and, and the proof is the pudding in terms of uh yeah their performances and just the fact that for the i mean for the first time james in forever like every they've outshot their opponent every single game they played so far this season they've won the possession battle every single game they played so far this season and uh yeah i if i'm being honest i don't know how to feel about that i know it feels good thank you for listening to the broadway boys podcast be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.